Hello and welcome. You're on deck here with Adam Rosen and Michael Levitt on KCU 88.1 FM. And back to talk some more baseball. I'm back from my one-week absence of observing the holiday, so shout-out to Nash Walker, who I guess we were play, who was my yes. replacement last week. Even though he apparently think he's even though he thinks Glaber Torres was a bad trade, the trade, even though it's clearly not a bad trade anymore, especially, even though it never was. So, especially since they won, your, yeah. Take your zero rings and cry about it, Nash. Just kidding, I love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> anyways, so we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. A couple of hilarious ones that I might start laughing too hard about because. Um, Let's get right into it. Conor McGregor threw out maybe the worst first pitch ever because we talk. I feel like this is a topic that ha- comes up like at least once or twice a year. I think this <laughs> might have the uh, <laughs> Fauci's last. Anthony, Dr. Anthony Fauci was pretty bad last year, right? Uh, there was someone else who did it this year it was really bad. I can't remember who it was, but last or two days ago, I think Fifty Cents was pretty bad too. Oh, that was a while ago. Too. Oh, that was a while. Carly ago, Ray Jepsen's yeah. was terrible. Small Biles was not terrible. Hers was just awesome, so I have to mention that because it's unbelievable. Uh, Simu Lee, I think, I I don't want to mess the name up, but the star of Shang-Chi for Marvel, he did an awesome job with the Giants first at the Giants game for the first pitch. He he was cool. Um, But no, Conor McGregor, one, why is he at a Cubs game? I I think, I guess, his cousin, apparently he's cousins with Taylor Rare, who's a reporter for the Cubs for their lovely marquee network. Um, No comment. But no, I mean, oh my gosh, it was terrible. It, 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 it j- the definition of just a bit outside, just a lot outside. It it hit the the back on the side, I believe. Right. It was so bad yeah. there were fans behind the home plate and net, behind the netting flinched because they thought <laughs> it was going to hit them. It literally, it was nowhere. N- it was like yeah, it hit the backstop right over on the right side. I think yeah. If, well, if you're looking at it from the pitching mound, it would have been the right side. Yeah. yeah. Why are you wearing a? He was wearing a very tight suit too. So like, isn't that what he normally does though? I know. I gotta respect the suit was pretty clean. I, I do like that outfit. It was a nice and cool looking suit. But, jeez, throw better. Do throw better first pitch, buddy. And we don't even have to talk about the stretch. That was terrible. But Ozzy Osbourne just still probably worse. <laughs> but um, yeah. In actual baseball news, Eddie Rosario had a crazy cycle. Oh yeah. Probably one of the craziest in recent memory, at least. Maybe ever. Yeah. Did it on five pitches, which I think is the most incredible part. Yeah, Saw two pitches in his first at-bat, and then threw one pitch, or saw one pitch in his next three at-bats. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. I don't know if I've ever even... That's like something you couldn't even think about happening, because it's just... Like, one, you have to be able to get the... You have to make the contact, and two, you have to be able to, you know, hit a triple, which is really difficult. Oh, yeah. He's the fourth player to hit for the cycle this season. Second, I second Turner, Brave, Turner too. did it twice, I think. I thought he only did it once. Or Turner did it once. Freddie Freeman did it. And yeah. who else did it? Jake Cronenworth was the right, other one. Right, you're right, right, because I got, like, a ton of points from both Freeman <laughs> and Cronenworth. Michael and I, like, might actually face in the, be facing each other in our fantasy championship because I'm beating the breaks off of our other friend who doesn't go here and i bl- wait you're willing are you winning or now losing i'm down i was down by like 10 points coming into today to another friend of ours who goes to a different school goes to northwestern actually so i'm sixth place and i'm still uh, yeah it looks like i'm gonna be in the fantasy championship barring an epic collapse um quite proud of that mostly <laughs> because uh I, I i mean i'm happy 
Oh yeah, I mean you just yeah, I mean you have the right to be. I mean I, you're. I, I'm clearly just good at this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, I got Michael Kopech going later today. And the what? Is, he, is he actually starting the second? Yeah, game? they said he, he is, is starting okay. the second game. Speaking of that, the White Sox are up seven to two in the top of the sixth, so they are six outs away from clinching the division today. Now, so. They would actually be only the second AL team to be clinch a playoff spot, I believe. The, the Rays. Yeah. First we'll to clinch in, the division, though. Yeah, and we will get into that of, later. Of either obviously. league. Yeah. yeah, and we'll get into that later. But So go, going back to Eddie Rosario, because there is one more thing I want to mention with that. Since he's been traded to the Braves, yeah, it's a small sample size, 61 at-bats, but if you look at his slash line, 295 batting average, yeah, 362 good, yeah. on base, 689 slugging, and not— Seven to seven walk to strikeout ratio. So I mean, he he's he he wasn't doing that good with um with Cleveland before he was traded. But I mean, I mean, since this trade, he was actually hurt at the time of the trade. But then Atlanta then activated him when he was healthy and has been playing basically in an everyday role against right-handers since then. I think he still sits against left-handed pitchers. Um, but I mean, yeah, Atlanta's gotten a lot of that out of their outfield, and that's not, and that's with Acuna hurt too, between Rosario and um, Adam Duvall and Jorge Soler have just all been really good. Plus, they also got Jock Peterson, um, who's the fourth outfielder basically, and he's actually been decent too. So I mean, yeah, Atlanta's. I mean, everyone was saying, oh, they traded for four outfielders. That's not going to work. Like, who's going to play? But it's been working out really well so far. You know another Braves player who's really having a weird season? Adam Duvall has 110 RBIs this year, I guess, I think. Yeah, he leads the NL. Guess how many hits he has? Actually, he has 109 RBIs. Sorry. Oh, 109. Okay, my bad. Guess how many hits he does? He has. Probably about the same. Yep. It's, uh, I believe it's 111. Looks is that one twelve actually? It looks like okay. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> close, one off on enough. each, which close is <laughs> that's just so funny. How does he have like think about it, that means that basically every hit of his is an, cause grades an RBI, r- drives in a run I should say. That's yeah, just I mean, he's, insane. Oh I know. Yeah, 112 uh, hits. And he's always been an RBI guy. Yeah, because he hit, he's got he's a power guy. I remember with the Reds actually. He has 37 homers this year. Mm-hmm. It's actually his career high. I he remember. also strikes out a lot too. Yeah, doesn't really get on base either. His yeah. on base percent just two eighty five for the oh, season. My. But he rakes. Oh yeah, slugging is over five hundred for the season. Yeah, just just barely over five hundred. It's crazy. But he doesn't score all that much. Has sixty five runs, but one hundred and nine RBIs. That's right, because he usually bats lower in the lineup. And yeah, he's not the fastest person. Right. Although he's fast enough to play center. It's just weird that he's thirty three. To me, I, I always thought well, he, he was, came up late too. Yeah, though. exactly. I always thought he was younger, especially when he was with the, the Reds for a little bit. So Dan Orlovsky just liked my tweet that now that's not baseball related, but I'm really happy. <laughs> now I need him to follow me back. Let's go. That's a, that's a W. Heck yeah. Okay, back to actual baseball. John Lester. I'm just gonna give the round of applause in the mic. 200 wins, which is. I know you have a lot on that, which is really cool. He deserves all the credit. Yeah. Should be a Hall of Famer one day to me. And, yeah, 100% deserve it, even if it's really weird for me to look at him in a Cardinals uniform. Oh, it is, yeah. And what's even weirder is 
His next starts against the Cubs, too, which um, I believe, yeah, he starts Saturday at Wrigley Field, his first start back, um, and actually his first start since getting his 200th win. So, I mean, it, it's... What's amazing is how much the Cardinals have changed since they got him, though. I mean, he's just really changed. From everything I've read, he's changed their whole locker room as far as um, how they how they prepare, how they act. I mean, they're just... They just seem a lot more confident since he came there. And, I mean, I, th- I think that's actually part of what what's led to their 11 straight wins, which we'll get a little more on that later, I believe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's... Not only that, I mean, if you look at his career, he's been very durable. I believe he has at least 31 starts each season from 2008 to 2019. That's 12 insane. straight years. Especially considering a lot of those years where he was relied on a lot and had a couple, a lot of those years he was pitching, pitching in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, because he was with Boston at the beginning of that. That's who he came up with. And then and then went to, um, I believe it was with well, Oakland, Oakland for, for a half a season. Yeah. 20, uh, in the wild card game. Yeah. And then he went to the Cubs, and, you know. Yeah. You could argue he almost should have won the Cy Young in 2016, too. Over Max Scherzer or even Hendricks probably could have, but either way, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I know everyone's going to talk a ton of pitching. Everyone's going to talk the about the All Stars, aren't that he only has five All Stars and all? Who cares? He's, he's won, won three World Series, and though. he's been one of the best pitchers in postseason history at least the last twenty years. Is it three World? I believe it is three World yeah, Series. Three. Yeah, Two, oh, eight, uh, 11, oh, eight, 13, and yeah. sixteen. Correct. Yeah. But no, I mean, he, again, it's the fact that he's. Odd, Honestly, arguably one of the best pitchers in postseason history. Legitimately. Yeah. Cool. Like, if you give me one sec to go to it, I usually have this on. His career postseason, he's 251 ERA in about 100, a little over 150 innings. Yeah, and then when he gets into the World Series, it's a 177 ERA in three World Series in how many, start, how many games? Six? In a 177 ERA in 35 and two-third innings in the World Series, that's... Yeah, it's not a lot, but that's pretty good. And most of that is actually from his first two as well. His first one made one start, went five and two-thirds scoreless innings in 07. Then in 2013, went two starts, 15 and a third innings, one earned run. And then in 2016, had 14 and two-thirds innings, six earned runs. So, I mean, that's the worst. I mean, going into that, his ERA was below one. In th- granted, it was three starts, and it's six, five game, five starts, six games total. So it, it's still not a big sample size. In a pl- but again, in a playoffs after a full season of yeah wearing yourself down, I mean, it's insane. Oh yeah. But speaking of more records, uh, Marcus Semyon continues to shut me up. <laughs> and you know what? I'm just gonna officially say it, Marcus. I know you're definitely not listening to me. I am sorry to refusing to believe in you. I had I feel like I had very fair and valid points to say you were overrated, but I was proved wrong. I think those points that I made were valid when I did saying about the uh, the other seasons he had. He had one really good hitting season, then nothing else was that good, especially on the offense. Even though your defense is good, I was wrong. Marcus Semyon fans, Michael included, especially, forgive me. I was wrong, and you know what? I'm happy to be wrong because I love seeing when players get are playing well enough to earn their money. And I'm excited because he's going to get a big bag of money, which he 100% deserves. Oh, definitely. Especially after this. I mean, he's 
basically one of the top second basemen in baseball. Oh, I mean, you, you can say Trey probably. Turner's up there, too. Um, I still say, I know he technically, Trey Turner's not a second. Is well, short, he's, has but been he's been playing second, second because yeah. of the Dodge. Right. Which is why, I, which is why yeah. I'm including him there. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, I you still have, I mean, Jose Altuve's probably up there. I and I'd probably take Semyon over everyone else just because his defense is really good. Yeah. And the fact that he had to switch positions, too. Yeah. Which to Turner did, too. But but he did it for a whole year. I mean, he didn't. I, I don't know. Either way. Turner's played second out base Marcus before, Semyon. Shout out Marcus Semyon oh, for yeah. shutting me up. Or not really shutting me up. Proving me wrong. And I'm happy for him because he's going to get a big, on him, big amount of money this offseason, and he deserves it. And that was definitely a value deal for you the can, Blue Jays, too. You can argue that might have been the greatest thing. I think it was MLB Network doing a thing on this about who the greatest one-year deals of t- players that switched teams, and they put him at number two. Okay. I yeah, think they I put mean, Andre Dawson at three. Okay, I mean, that makes sense, yeah. He might finish at top. He's probably going to be the third in MVP voting. He could be, honestly. He probably will, because if we know Vlad's going to be... The, know, the only thing I'm not sure about is if Vlad would then take away some of his votes. That's fair, because we all know Otani's going to win it. Like, There's no Most doubt. Most likely. There's, there's no I, doubt in any... It's, it's, I think it's still a two-horse race, though. I think Vlad can still compete. I, if Otani's horrible down the stretch and Vlad ends up winning the Triple Crown, I mean, why... Yeah, I mean, you still could give it to Otani, but I think it's a lot tougher conversation to have. I don't think it's going to be tough at all, no matter what happens. Otani's 100% going to win the MVP. I think in terms of of storyline, yeah, it's not close. Which is 100% accurate. Yeah, that's how most voters think, but I... That's the way they should think this year. Why? Because you've never seen a season like this in your life, and you probably never will again. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone talks about Babe Ruth did this. He did it for three months. He never did it for a full season. Yeah. And Otani's been more valuable to his team. Even Yes, yeah, yeah, postseason, blah, blah, blah. If anyone says that to me, just get out of here. I know you're not going to say that because you're <laughs> No, but that's what most that. voters think. I know it's annoying. Not saying But I I've seen a lot way, of them but... say, I, I would be shocked if Otani, I would legitimately be stunned if Otani doesn't win MVP by far. By, like, far and away, no matter what. Like, I would be yeah. legitimately stunned. I also walked four times last night, by the way. I don't know if anyone talked saw that, but he walked four times. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm happy for... It stinks for Vlad, because Vlad's awesome, and I'm really happy for him, but he's going to win MVP eventually. Yeah, I, ju- I just think it's... It's hard not to give the MVP to a player who wins a Triple Crown, which is where you're almost in a no-win situation. Ted because Williams. you want you want to give it to Otani because of the storyline, but then if Vlad ends up winning the Triple Crown, you want to give it to him. You can only w- pick one of them. So one and of those is not going to happen. Unless the voters all conspire together to do co-MVPs, which would be cool. That's true. Which is not yeah. going to happen, but it'd be cool. It I, has I, happened once before, though. I can't even think of when it happened. I believe it was in 1979. I believe it. Uh, Willie Stargell and Keith Hernandez yeah, were the two like co-MVPs. I mean, I remember it happened. I'm pretty sure it which, happened in the NFL a few times, like Brett Favre and something. Actually, 79, Stargell was on the P- Pirates who won the World Series. So, But at this point, I don't know if Vlad wins the Triple Crown anyways because of the other t- players that are... Passing him up in RBI, RBI is just, I think he's still ten behind Perez, which is not an easy ground to make up. Oh, that with less than fifteen games left, yeah, yeah, he is probably closer to ten. Well behind, he is ten behind him in there. He's still tied to homers. Batting average, he is number one there. Yeah. How about Yuli Gurriel? Having a heck of a season, by the way. Oh, he is definitely. It's also really. I know he came up, came. He moved over there really late. 
but um, over over to the states really late. But it's just weird to think that he's like 36. Like Uliger, no, yeah. sorry, I'm th- sorry, he's 37. Shares a birthday with my brother. Uh huh. That's fun. Not to jokingly give my brother a Uliger Real jersey. <laughs> Probably wouldn't care. He'd be happy. But um, anyways, yeah, no. I, I I get it. I know I I I know people are people get mad at me because they think I'm getting disrespecting Vlad, and I'm like, in no way am I doing that because I would totally give him the MVP any other year. It's just Otani's been more valuable to his team. Yes, yeah, postseason, yada yada yada. But no, I'm sorry, Otani's been just ridiculous and more valuable. And either way, what is please just give him co. You know what? Give him the NL MVP. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that he's not in the NL. Then we don't have to argue about why Harper or Soto deserves the MVP or Tatis or whatever. We can just do it there. Or just don't give an MVP this year. Just say, ha-ha, nobody gets it. That's totally a joke, by the way. I mean, I honestly wouldn't mind if they gave him co-MVPs. I, 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 th- I mean, I think... I mean... If Vlad ends up winning the Triple Crown, I think that would be deserving, honestly. Oh, I, I mean, I, it's, it's not that I don't think he doesn't deserve it over this year at all. It's just I don't think he deserves it nearly as much, even if he went to the Triple Crown, to me at least. Just because, yes, I know the Triple Crown's really rare, but 10 players have done it 12 times, which is not a lot at all. It's 100% not at all common. But no, like I said, no, no person has ever done what Shohei Otani is doing right now. Yeah. He's also, honestly, I feel like Otani's kind of underrated as a pitcher. Yeah, he actually is a very when he's healthy, he's a quality pitcher. He's definitely he's actually really good. Yeah, you know, his control's off a little bit at times. It's gotten but, better though. Oh, it has. I'm just saying at times it can be yeah. off. And I just wonder. And then I know some people are like, "Well, what is uh, what about if he does this? What about in the what's the word in the uh, what if he does it next season? Oh, like what does that matter if he does it next season?" Yeah, like, I mean, if he does it next season, then give him. If he does it next season, then give him the MVP again. I see, doubt they will, see, but right because it would have happened before. But it's still insane. Nonetheless, what Choyatani is doing is just awesome, and what we'll, I mean, it's setting us. It's so cool to see. He's actually really been good, though. I mean, pitching wise. I mean, since uh, what was it? Since that blow up start versus the Yankees. That's yeah. What I'm for. But. For now, we'll have to take a quick break, and we'll be right back for more. And you'll be right back in the on-deck circle. But for now, you'll be at a commercial break, and you'll go at ba- you'll go hit a home run, and you're at bat, guys. Have a good one. We'll be right back. We're Whitewater Ramble. You're listening to 88.1 KCOU Columbia. Yeah. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Hartman. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. 
What does your smile say about you? Are you happy? Confident? Friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. Fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable, and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay. A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community. For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why, 35 years ago, fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. You're listening to KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. So, a lot more baseball to talk today. Um, Adam, first, it's like a little bit of a weird record. Um, not, yeah, not a ha- not a really nice record. Yeah, it's a little, not really what you would expect either. Or like, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, relief pitcher Austin Adams set the major league, just hit the, set the major league record for hit by pitches. Not just among relief pitchers, among any pitchers. So... I mean, he's hit, what, 24 batters this season in about 50 innings or so? I mean, it, it's not—he he hits a batter basically every, every two innings. Um, I mean, it's not—and it's not any fault of his. I mean, it's just that his stuff breaks so much. It's the spin on it that it just gets out of control. It's not—he's he, not doing it purposely in any way. Um, it's just more sort of a— we not a weird record, but weird statistic that ends up being a record. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you have to eject the guy. Like, I get it. It's not all his fault. But, well, Fabian Ardaya of the who actually covers the Dodgers for the Athletic, he said this. He's the perfect test subject for letting a hit by pounce count as two free braces instead of one. Let's incentivize not hitting dudes even more, and in doing so, get pitchers to actually come in the zone and improve the run environment. And he, this is actually, so he tweeted this September 12th, and as he said, as I'm writing this tweet, he throws one near Turner's head. He needs to get out of there if he can't not hit anybody. And his, I mean, it is almost said, a safety risk at some 100%. point. Yeah. And then he also said it was a safe. It's as safe a bet as any that Austin Adams would pass his sticky stuff check because he's clearly has no idea where the ball's going, <laughs> which is funny. But like seriously, it's a it's dangerous at this point, man. Oh, it is. I mean, honestly. seriously, there's no. And it's not like he should be ejected and suspended. It's just if he can't do this, get him out. He is. I mean, get he him is, out of the game. He's striking out a lot of guys, too. Struck out 72 in about 50 innings, but he's also walked 34 and hit another 24. Exactly. That's which just, just shows he can't control his stuff. Like when Mike Wright hit Otani, I don't think it was intentional, but he clearly had no control or I, no idea where that ball was going to go. 
So I understand why they ejected him. I mean, that's Mike Wright Jr. of the White Sox. Right. But seriously, I mean— No pun intended. Uh, like, <laughs> what? Wait. You said Mike Wright Jr. of the White Sox, and I said right. Oh. Never mind. Okay. Right. I didn't do that on purpose. It just happened. But That's funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I— at some point, you have to consider it. Um, but anyways, another a good home, a good record. Salvador Perez by, broke the home run record for the most homers by a catcher by a person who has played seventy five percent of their season at catcher, with forty six now. And yes, I keep talking about Salvador Perez and how all he does is hit homers. He doesn't get on base, but. I will give him his credit. He's actually a really cool guy. I saw a video of him with Johnny Bench after the home after he did it, and it was really nice to see. Salvador so seems just like a really fun guy, and yeah. Oh, he definitely very seems very, like very a much fun congrats guy. to him. We saw one of those homers in person. We did actually. That was yeah. Didn't hit the didn't didn't hit our side. Didn't hit our. He hit it oppo. He didn't hit it to us, which was really unfortunate. So why would that's so rude of you, Salvador? You're supposed to hit. If you're gonna hit the homer, you gotta hit it to me, so I can finally accomplish my dream of getting a ball. <laughs> but no, or at least splash into the fountain because that that water is soaked. I can't say enough how much I love Kauffman Stadium. After I sat there for nine innings, literally was there for one game. It's so cool. Oh, it back. is a cool. It is a really cool Gosh, stadium. I really want to go back. But anyway, see, I I just think with. I mean, if the Royal, we talked about this a little bit last week. I mean, I know you weren't here, but um, if the Royals end up do, if they end up getting another s- stadium, it probably wouldn't be as personalized as the Royal Stadium is now. No, Kaufman's. So I, I cool. think if they get a new stadium, they wouldn't do. They wouldn't put the crown imprint in there. Most likely, they would. I mean, obviously, it depends on what they want to do, but. Um, I mean, if you do want to put that in there, why not just keep the stadium you have now? Yeah, exactly. Also, congratulations to Cesar Hernandez on a thousand career hits. I just saw that. Yeah, that that is a good accomplishment too. I mean, he's he's what thirty years old, roughly. I think so. So I mean, if he so if he can hang on for like, I mean, I think he came up when he was, I don't know, twenty. Two something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, if he sticks around another eight to ten years, he could end up getting to two thousand. Yeah. And speaking of uh, stud catchers hitting who do things, Yasmani Grandal just caught a man stealing. So yeah. Every time Yasmani Grandal gets anything on base, unless it's by error or like fielder's choice, I always tweet out. I always tweet out Yasmani Grandal. Like, say he hits a home run. I say Yasmani Grandal double or home run, and then the video of um. Elijah Wood. It's Elijah Wood. Or Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, sorry. Why did I think yeah. Elijah Wood? Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not even close. John Jonah Hill saying uh he gets on base from Michael's favorite movie. Right? Yeah. That is your favorite movie, right? That is, yeah. Okay. Cool. Look at me, I know things. Um, and I know it's not a perfect movie. I mean there are stuff that there are like, things that they covered in the book that they didn't cover in the movie. I I just think it's it's fun. I mean it's Oh yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time is The Internship, and it's legitimately a terrible, objectively, it's a terrible movie. But it's super funny, and I enjoy it because of it. So, like, you can like movies even if they're not good, perfect. 
Like, people like the movie Avatar, and that movie stinks. So, uh, well, I'm going to get a lot of hate for that one. Good. <laughs> Deal with it. But anyways, and the good news, Chris Bassett's returning. Yeah. Really good, because that was terrifying. I was against the White Sox a few weeks ago, five weeks ago, I think. He got drilled in the head by a fa- not by, by just a comebacker, and it was... Yeah, that was not... Oy. As, as As soon as that happened, it was... I was immediately thinking that, or not, I wasn't, ex- I was almost expecting, like, Danny Farquhar or something like that, even though he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't hit, but I mean, you would you would think he would be out for an extended period of time, and I mean, it's incredible that he's back so soon, it's not, it's a great, I mean, it's great that he's back so soon, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him, I was hoping he would, um, obviously you want them to come back as soon as possible, mm-hmm. um, and and that's just what he's done for that team too. I mean, since he got hurt, they've sort of been in a slide. And I think getting him back has definitely or could definitely get them going again. I mean, they're still so most likely that they're not going to make the playoffs at this point. Um, I think they're about they're three and a half games out of the second wild card spot, and they have to. They would have to pass three teams to do that, so that's that would be pretty hard to do. Um, but it, it it's not totally out of the question at this point, I think. Yeah. Also, Adam Rainwright just hit two thousand strikeouts too. Congrats! It's kind of weird to think that he's only there now at whatever how old he is. He's forty, I think. Yeah, he's like forty, fifty, sixty, something like that. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> It's actually been really good, though. But anyways, yeah, congratulations to him as well. It's a bunch of records happening. Meanwhile, the White Sox are now three outs away from – well, no, sorry, four outs. I'm stupid. Uh, close to winning that division. But now – and another one, speaking of the Cardinals, I actually – technically speaking of the Cardinals, the Padres dugout emotion <laughs> thing. I, I feel like everyone went over after that, myself included. And then I watched – there was actually a thing maybe a few days ago. After Manny uh, – context, Manny Machado and Tatis had a screaming fit – uh, in the argument. Dugout. argument. And, yeah. But actually, apparently, it was started by someone else in the Padres. I, now I can't remember who it was. It was on an MLB network. I'm forgetting who it was. But um, Machado and Tatis actually went to the media in a pregame or batting practice a few days ago and discussed it and talked about how much, how it was just emotions, how they're over it now. Past it, I should say. Yeah. I mean, that was. That's good for them. And that's definitely. I mean, because that could really destroy the the clubhouse, and I mean that San Diego's still sort of in the thick of things. They're for, barely, but barely, barely, like you yeah. said, barely. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I have to wonder: do you do you think who do you does anyone survive there? Like the should have phrased that better. Sur, survive, does anyone's job? Did they anyone survive? Job survive there? Who's I can see Tingler staying. Honestly, that's someone I could see going. Going. I can. I, I definitely think AJ Preller, their GM, They've should got, go. He's got to go because this this is the second time he's gotten a bunch of big names um, for a season, and then it just doesn't work out. And, I mean, I think yeah. the other time was what 2014. Yeah, if it, yeah. we were talking about the history, but even worse this year because of all. The, this is even more talent now because it's not. It's not just that. They've had all these injuries. It's that they have no depth behind it. Yeah, because they traded That's all their prospects. That's why they had to sign Jake Arrieta, Vincent Velasquez. Who just got DFA'd Jake Arrieta. Right, yeah. And even, also, it's not like signing Arrieta, yeah, they needed an arm, but they didn't even sign the guy who, sh- Aaron Sanchez, who was there for the taking, who's way better than Aaron, Jake Arrieta now. 
Yeah, like, I think he's also more injury prone, though. That's true. Not not that that should affect if they sign him, but yeah, I mean that could factor into their thinking. Yeah, it's I mean just, that's yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I can see Tingler going. I just think it's honestly. It's not really his fault with all the pitcher injuries. Yeah, losing the clubhouse is his fault, but... And a lot of these unbelievably awful, ugly losses. Yeah. Although, uh, I feel like we should not be saying stuff like bad about this, about a man, a Mizzou legend, Jace Tingler. (laughs) Jace Tingler, Mizzou legend. Yeah. May we always remember Jace Tingler, the Mizzou legend. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. They've got a lot of what a this. No matter what, this is an awful season. Not it's not like they're bad, but this is an honestly compared to their expectations. This is a it's hor- really bad. It's a horrific yeah. season. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's definitely it, it's not what they not what they wanted at all. No, I mean it, it's bad. Oh, it is. Yeah, but I mean maybe maybe they do better next year. I mean, I, who knows what happens this off season. I mean, it, it, they don't really have many free agents, I think. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, so, I mean, most of this team could stay the same this offseason, which will be – it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. Because if, do they move to tease back to shortstop? Uh, I'd say, yeah, probably. Because then, I mean, then you have an extra – I mean, well, they have an extra outfielder now with Tatis in the outfield between Grisham, Will Myers, and um, – who's the other one? Am I forgetting? Um, their left fielder. I can't Fam. think of his name. Yes. That, thank you. What about um, Hassan Kim? Like, has he done anything all year? He's been the backup for most of the year. Yeah, like, especially they, because Cronenworth's been so good. Mm-hmm. And they traded for Adam Frazier, who can play middle infield. The U Darvish's trade has not worked out at all this yeah. year, which is kind of funny at this point now because I remember I was freaking out about it uh, for obvious reasons. But he has <laughs> not been good. Like, oh, yeah. Struggled, and you know what? I hate to do this, but he has struggled a lot since a certain uh, rule change. You can probably guess. I think I I'm can. not attributing to that, but he has struggled since then. You could, but For those way. of you who don't know, what Adam is referring to is, is the sticky substance ban. I tried to find Spider Tech online, like on Amazon, just to see what it is. Actually, I want to check again. How much is it? It's like a really expensive... Spite. Wonder if it's even on Amazon anymore. Spider Tech. Let's see. There it is. Oh, it's only twenty dollars. Yo ho, skull. Let's buy it right now. Just kidding. Um, I kind of want to see what it's like. But anyways, it's just crazy to see oh, how they've fallen off like that. Why do I really want to buy Spider Tech? <laughs> I think it'd be really fun. Oh my gosh. I guess it is for bodybuilders, considering there's a, man, a photo of a guy clearly using the substance and holding a, a what is that, a, a broad, what are those bricks? Like a c- ceramic brick? Oh, yeah. Or one of the, whatever it is. It's insane. But anyways, <laughs> we have to switch innings, so we'll be right back after the after the middle of the inning. Um, we'll be right back on the Ondex, on, you'll be back in the Ondex Circle soon. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. 
cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Young people from all walks of life have volunteered to take part in a frightening experiment. They are allowing their brains to be altered. Altered to induce paranoia, heart malfunction, memory loss, even early senility. Unfortunately, this is not an experiment. It's what slowly happens to you when you keep smoking pot. No one has to alter your brain. You've already volunteered to do it to yourself. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. I think Kid A is probably their best single album. Uh, my favorite individual song is Life in a Glass House, the perfect uh, mixture of harmony and chaos. Ken Bone, Radio Man, KCOU, Welcome back. You're in the on-deck circle. I'm Michael Levitt with Adam Rosen. Adam, you, you're cracking up over there. What's going on? <laughs> so I'm looking at all the comments on Amazon's, uh, on Amazon's uh, thing for the spider tech. One of them is, if spider tech worked, would my team be in fourth place in the AL East? <laughs> One of them's, um, is this what Garrett Cole said he doesn't actually use, doesn't use but actually does use? And then the response from the seller is yes, no. Garrett Cole definitely doesn't does or doesn't use spider tech. I mean, what was the question again? And another one is, um, wait, where is it? Where is it? It's really funny. Oh no. Oh, will this increase my increase my grip on the baseball or I mean barbell? And someone said yes. And the seller said yes. I just make sure the umpires don't notice or I mean the the front desk staff. This is too funny. This is so funny. And someone asked if it would work on a frisbee golf disc, which like, why? Why would you put it on your hand for frisbee golf? Like, you're not going to let go of the disc. You're not, you're not gonna, I'm not a, f- a frisbee golf expert. I do play it sometimes with friends back home, but I'm terrible at it. So, anyways, um, speaking of spider tack. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Glasnow's Tampa Bay Rays, even though he's unfortunately injured now, uh, and the Blue Jays had a fight, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Over Benches Kevin Kiermaier allegedly, yeah. ac- Kevin Kiermaier allegedly accidentally uh, <laughs> taking the the card that has info about how to pitch to the Rays, which is a team you don't want to have that information because it's the Rays and they are just yeah unbelievable every year somehow. Uh, I have an issue with the... Uh, him claiming it was accidental because it just doesn't seem like it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it could go either way, I think. And, I mean, you, you could – it could be accidental. I mean, it could just be that he saw something on the ground and thought to pick it up, not knowing what it was. Um, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's – 
it's either really innocent or it's either or it's really bad, and you don't know which one it is. And either way, Ryan Barucki, go to the clown house for throwing at him. It's stupid. Charlie Montoyo, the Blue Jays manager, did say after the game that it wasn't intentional. And same with Barucki, because they didn't I, want to use another pitcher during that time. They didn't I'm, even have anyone warming up. Oh, I know. I'm so sure. I know. I know. I know. They're obviously going to say that. But I'm so sure throwing a f- straight fastball at a guy's back after that incident is not intentional. I'm 100% certain of that. We all know they're going to say that, obviously. But, come on. I think you and I both believe, no, it's 100% was intentional. There's no way you do that without being intentional. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's, so the Rays thought it was intentional. Blue Jays didn't think Claim it was, it was. Yeah, right so it's one of those things that each side has their own story you don't know which one is true but you could probably say one of them is true right one of them is true you just don't know which one yeah and well, yeah i mean there's no way you just accidentally throw a straight fastball at someone's back after that and it could be that baraki did that without telling his managers he just exactly. decided to do that and that's why montoyo said that it wasn't he didn't want to use anyone else he just had no idea that he was going to do that i mean you you really don't it's hard to tell what actually happened with that i'm trying to think who was who was the when he scored who was the batter when he uh picked up the card um, um. it was a wednesday it was on wednesday the game happened so yeah the fact that it happened the day after too i mean come on come on yeah, I know you're not gonna say it got uh, Blue Jays, but you know it was intentional. In fact, I can check uh, plays. Uh, can check only scoring plays. Um, where is when Kevin Kiermaier scores? Um, where is the scoring? It was on Wednesday. No, no, it was, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm, Duh. And for some reason I can't check. Please let me check. Thank you, website MLB.com. But no, I have to find out who's pitching now because there when that happened, I should say. Wait, was it was on Tuesday. That was Tuesday, okay. Yeah. Because I was lo- I was looking at the box score and it didn't say Kimmer did not score on Tuesday. I'm so confused. Either way, there's no way it wasn't intentional. <laughs> there's no way oh, it was yeah. not intentional. You don't no. Bogus. And speaking It of, might have been Monday that that happened, honestly. And yeah. And either way, the Brewers and Rays clinched the postseason spot. Yeah. The White Sox are three outs away from clinching their postseason spot and division. Um so that might very well could happen in the next 10-15 minutes. Um Brewers, I mean, they're beating the Cardinals. I believe it's six. It was five to one, I believe. Or I think it's six to one. No, it is five to one. I'm, yeah, but um, in the top of the fifth. But no, I mean, the Bre- Brewers could be scary. I mean, oh, I know that pitching that, staff yeah. can match with no nobody can match that pitching staff. Maybe only the Dodgers. Probably I only say Dodgers. Dodgers can match that. But yeah. I, I don't think anyone else can. The the Brewers can match with up. And beat up anybody's probably. Take down yeah. anybody. And then the Cardinals, speaking of the Cardinals, ugh, 
they keep shutting me up. But no. Yeah, they've been ridiculously won eleven straight games, as I mentioned earlier. Um, that they're everything's just coming together right at the perfect time for them. I mean, it, it, they're right in the thick of the wild card race, right when this happens, right when they get going. And now, I mean, now they're what four games up in the wild card, I believe. It happens every yeah, September. Four and a half up on Cincinnati now. It literally happens every September. I swear they have like some sort of voodoo magic <laughs> every September. Like, come on, don't convince me. Can't convince me otherwise. They're just having magical pixie dust that converts them into being unstoppable in the month of September. Like, why? Yeah, I mean, that's really... Oh, here you go. Everything's just coming together at the right time for them. I mean, that's... And, I mean, if they get going at the right time, like they like they have been, if they can continue this, they could be scary in the playoffs, too. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, they'll probably have to face uh, either... If assuming the Dodgers don't win that division, assuming the Giants hold on to their division lead, as I think they will, uh, they'll probably have to face Max Scherzer in the wild card game, which is not a fun sight. Yeah, considering Max Scherzer has been probably probably going to win the Cy Young because the world he could honestly because yeah. the world doesn't want Walker Bueller to win the Cy Young, even though I'm going to predict it every year until he wins it. <laughs> Sorry, which means it might never happen. If he even if, he's, if he is 45 and retired, I will still predict him to win the Cy Young. I don't <laughs> care. I am going to predict Walker Bueller to win the Cy Young every year until he does it. So next year in March, whenever if we even have a season, uh, assuming the assuming the inevitable I'm sure you're going to say it's Bueller it's when we Walker, predict at the end of this Walk, season. I'm though. going to be Walker Bueller and Juan Soto and um, you know I'm just going to do it now. Juan Soto and Walker Bueller and uh, I don't care for uh, al Luis robert mvp whatever. not mike trout really i'm gonna predict it until it i don't want to go i don't want to stay with the crowd i want to go out of nowhere and i'm predicting mvp for okay, next go marcus semian for mvp adley rochman if yeah. he's not even in the majors yet oh i know i'm he could keep he probably will. most likely he'll be up next year probably go he'll probably get a spring training invite and they'll probably manipulate his service time assuming again assuming there's a season on time next year but, yeah Anyways, on to our last part of the day. Series of the week. I love this segment. It's so much fun. Well, what's your series of the week? I'm going to have to agree with you and go Yankees-Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, that's almost always going to be the series of the week because it's Yankees-Red Sox and they hate each <laughs> other. And who's But it's even more so because they're both fighting for the wild, for playoff trying spots. Trying to stay in that wild card spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Boston has the first wild card spot right now. They're two games up. Yankees have the second wild card spot right now, half a game up on Toronto, and then Seattle surprisingly only two and a half out. Which I mean, they've won four straight. They've actually been, they've actually been good lately. So I mean, they've uh, they've they've put themselves back in the race. They were behind Oakland for a while. Yeah. And I mean now, I mean Red Sox Yankees could be. This actually could be a preview of the wild card game. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, this is one of the, one of the, not only one of the best rivalries in sports, but it's also one of those matchups that is just, you look forward to every time. Yeah, I mean, you know something's going to happen. Whether, I mean, you know it's going to be exciting, is what I mean. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome, awesome game series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one that, 
Um, I mean, everyone. Not only that, I mean, they're both in big markets too. Oh which, yeah. I mean, the league's gotta love. Um, which, pro- I think they're probably Sunday night baseball. Most likely, yeah, probably. But. Yeah, they are actually. Yeah, at yep. this point, it would be Jordan Montgomery versus Eduardo Rodriguez for Sunday's game. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be an interesting game. Oh, that should be. And the White Sox are two outs away now. I just have this game, just the game day from MLB.com up. Liam Hendricks is pitching. There we go. Come on, White Sox. But, but that's gonna do it here. You guys are gonna get to go up at, and we will. You'll be back in on deck circle in a week. We have a little bit of a rain delay for this, uh, for the game today, guys. I don't know what I'm even saying. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you will be back next week for more on Deck Circle. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Adam.